Hello everyone, and welcome to the premiere episode of Epic Jams, a tabletop story. My name is Michael, and going around the table tonight, we have Alex, playing Hugo Ulrich, aka Theo, a human bard. Caitlin, playing Illusion, the Azimir Paladin, son of Bahamut. Justin, as the DM tonight. And myself, playing Sebastian, the Moon Elf Cleric Paladin. To give listeners some brief backstory, the players were gathering information in the town of Crossroad Canyon when Hugo witnessed a hag attacking the bar that he was in. He managed to get away, but not before being seen by the hag. Shortly afterwards, an assassin came for them. He was quickly subdued, and it was found by the players that he had a note in his pocket with the names Hugo and Sebastian on it as well as others, declaring them as open bounties. So you all go sit down at the table. Fastenbeer says, Zivi's getting this aggressive, and things are about to take a very interesting turn in the city. Uh, He basically explains that they've been keeping an eye on Zivi because she is a known uh, occultist and dabbled in dark arts and is basically suspected of, of being... Warlock having many deals with many dark entities, and he explains that the Order of the Platinum Dragon has has been around for a long time and sort of is is the overall law not law but they they keep things in check. They're they're a force of peace and order in the city, and for a long time they tried to just prevent all kind of criminal element from being in the city, but that ended up being an uphill battle that kind of had an opposite effect so he explains that what the order does now is they monitor the situation and when things get out of hand that's when they'll start taking action but uh, so they do tolerate they actually come to tolerate some of this behavior even if if people are dabbling in fiendish things they have some level of tolerance to keep order and peace and some sort of balance where are we in the bar you're in a corner booth. Okay. Um, I'm resting against the booth seat, but I'm not sitting in the booth. I see. Sebastian has gone into work mode. I see. He wants a drink, but he's not going to have a drink until the problem is fixed. Maybe if or until name... it's beyond repair. <laughs> Maybe if his name hadn't been on the list, he would have been He would have been like, all right, one's fine. So he basically, he told Galador that something probably needs to be done before things get out of hand. There's open war in the streets. Because Zivi has been feuding with some of the other more notable elements, overstepping territories and just breaking some agreements. Basically, she's she's trying to take the whole thing for herself. It seems like. I'm sorry. The Platinum Dragon is Bahamut. That's that's her. Their, yes. Okay. Yeah. Baja. So there's an all whole order centered around him, and he's he's the epitome of like benevolence and good. Just, uh, just. So, what's the what's the plan? Crafted says uh, you can either wait for Katera to come back with some more information. We can go out gather some information ourselves. We can we can still go to Zivi's mine. Or wait, did, did he know it was Zivi's mine? I don't remember. A mine. Did he know? He knew I don't know. A mine, and then we were going to go to Gosa to get information about. Yeah. That's why we have the pastry shop to print pastries for Ghost. Oh, that's right. 
Did you did you get the issue for Jeffrey? No. Let's just say yes. Oh, oh, what did I? I grabbed a bag of pastries from last That's time. That's right. You, yes. you have a bag of old day old bread. Here you go, Gosa. You can make some bread pudding with it. I think friend is a little bit of a reach at this point. He said I'm a good friend. Yes, he said you were his friend. That's true. Asmir does say uh, Gosa Gosa and Zivi are not allies, but they are have known to do business. But Gosa, I think, is too smart to to go against Zivi or do anything to draw her ire. But I think he's smart enough, also smart enough to not get in too deep with her. You think she's why the hack appeared? She's doing dark bad things. I I'm quite sure she she's involved in that. Oh, then maybe we should find her and ask her to stop. I think that's what it's going to come to. We're gonna have to ask very nicely. Oh, I can do that. Very meanly, one of the two. I I think I can ask her nicely. I I hope she says yes. If she says no, let's little. Worried. Zippy's no is also very forceful, and he explains while the extent of her, her, her the extent of her power is not known. It is believed she uh, she is known to be a powerful uh, sorceress, a somewhat powerful sorceress. But they think that coupled with uh, dark magic, she's she's a lot more powerful than, than what she is made public. Aren't there ways to control power? Like, when I was a little kid, you guys managed to stop my, uh, pepper tantrums. There are ways, but it depends on the nature of the power. I don't know what it is. Exactly. Is everybody seated at the booth? Uh-huh. Except for, um... Guys. Are you just standing guard? Yep. I'm just scanning the room. You said it's in a family establishment, right? It sort of seems to be a more family-friendly establishment. He is still... He's still gonna stay in work mode. Mm-hmm. Alright, so at this point I'm taking like three swigs. So what's the plan, team? Family? My entourage? What are we gonna do, huh? We're gonna ask her to stop. That sounds like a great idea. Let's march into the wolf's den and and ask politely, right, Fast and Beer? You said that. We'll ask nicely. That should work, yeah? I think that's a great idea. Uh, just requires more of a plan. Mm. Uh, and maybe some other things to try first. Yeah. Please, please. Pastries, we can do pastries before asking nicely. We can send her a basket of, uh, of goodies. Should we go talk to the uh, tavern owner? I'll go in the cut his hat. Mm. He might be there. The best lead right now. Gusto? No, the one. The one of the tavern. The tavern you were in. Oh. Out of game? I think going to Ghost is a terrible idea right now. Mm-hmm. Even character wise, I think going to Ghost is a terrible idea. I think it is 100% a trap. Yeah. Out of character, I think it's a bad idea. In character, I want to go visit my friend. Yeah. But he doesn't have any ties to, you know, that we know of. His name wasn't on the list. And that's why I specifically asked him. I wanted to see if his name was on the list. It's not. Out of game, Mike would put money on it to trap. We don't know any of this. No. <laughs> so when can we go see him? I think we should see the other barkeep first. I can reach out and see if we've collected any intel on any dealings Gosa or any con- communication Gosa and Zivi's organization have been in. While we do that, I can uh, get working on that. We can maybe find out a little bit more what, what we'd be walking into. Because if, here's the thing, if Gosa is working for Zivi, that's a very powerful ally for them. Or that's nope. a very powerful en- enemy for us. But if he's not, 
It's a very powerful ally for us. And Ghost is a scumbag, but there's one thing you can count on. He's always going to look out for himself. He will keep his head down if things get too out of hand. He's not... He's not Ghost is not a man who desires the world. He's happy with just a small part of it. So whatever information we can gather on that front... If we have to, we can scout out the tavern ahead of time as well. But we should we should limit our travel through the city, or at least our exposure in the city, the best we can. You two have targets on your back. Every everybody's looking for you. Yep. It's okay. We'll keep you safe. Oh, I appreciate that. So, I think the tavern's a good idea. I like stand up, um, and I get out of the booth, uh, and I look at Fasten Beer and uh, Illusion. I'm like. Give me one second. I, I need to speak with Sebastian about something. Um, Sebastian, would you mind? Yeah. Um, we'll just be right back. So I go over to the bar just to get a little bit of distance between Fast okay. and Beer and Illusion. Um, oh, I see. I see. Yeah. How much, I mean, are we within earshot or? I mean, you're in the back corner, so they're on the other side of the room. So it'd be, it'd be tough. Okay. To hear a quiet conversation. Okay. I, as we're like walking over, I take out my um, stone and uh, I I hold it. I'm holding it in front of me as I'm walking, so they can't send the sending stone. Yeah, so they can't see me. Um, <coughs> and I tell you, give me your stone. Be discreet about it. Um, I will get up to the bar. And like, kind of start fishing it out in the same pocket with the coins. I'm like, why? Just, uh, I don't need anybody hearing this. Oh, you just want it like buried? Yes. Oh, he just like buries it deep. No, no, give me your stone. What do you have? Just, just give me the stone. <laughs> so I, I take my shirt and I like wrap it around it and I like shove it into the bottom of my bag. And uh, so I like motion to the bartender um, to get me the cap to the bottle. Um, he goes and tries, he's like, oh, I think it's in the trash. I guess I could take the time to find it, if it was worth my... But you gotta, you gotta pull a, another bottle out, don't you? Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I put another gold on the table. He's going to get a bottle on the back. I followed Sad John to the tavern. Yeah. I was in the tavern. I figured. Uh... The lady looked right through my disguise. The hag? Yep. Alright. Um, she killed a man. She killed Sad John. She killed everybody in the room. I heard an explosion. And, uh... <clears throat> I, need to go, I need to go talk to Sad John's family. I need to find out if anyone's been around sketchy people. And I need to, I need to break the news to her. He's got kids, man. He kind of gives you a sh- like gives you a shoulder squeeze. I'm like trying to keep my composure. He's he's doing the affectionate like there there. Sad John wasn't a bad guy. He deserved to die. No, he wasn't. And we threatened him, man. I feel so bad. I know it's not a good idea right no, now. I understand, but I think we should do it. Not at this exact moment. But I think it's something we should handle in the next day. I think we need to find out as much as we can before we do it, though. Because if you and I go there with the targets on our back, then we put a target on her back. So no, let's... no, no, no. Come on, man. The... 
You know I have different aliases, right? He holds up the list. <laughs> you know. A lot of those names. I'm willing to bet at least one more of these aliases yes. names is yours. Yes. And I would like it if you kept that between you and I. That's fine. I know you have dealings with the temple and you want to make good with them. And I think that's a good idea, but this is a lot of heat for me. They should not know about these names. There's a name on there that I've only used once. Only once. And there's no way. That name was foolproof, man. There's no way they should have found out about that. And she did somehow. So they've been watching me for a long, long time. This is a lot of heat. I think the temple, while they will protect us, it is too much for me right now. Um, I'm good to stick around, but as soon as as soon as this gets fixed, I don't plan on staying in this town for much longer. I figured. Um, and uh, but I mean, I know how to to be somebody else. I'm pretty good at it. So I'm not really worried about getting found out going to the ex's house. You said yourself, she saw through your disguise. Oh, she saw through you. She through the magical disguise. Yeah. You said yourself, she saw through you. What's to stop it from happening again? And then inadvertently you get her killed. We need to get our names off the list first. Then we can go take care of her. I take another swig of the bottle. She is safer now. That we don't reach out to her than if we do. Usually, shit goes bad, I cut and run. But for some reason, I trust you. And I like look, look back over at Illusion and Fast and Beer. I'm like, and I trust those idiots too. <laughs> like, <laughs> something about Illusion just growing on me. I sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> I lift the bottle to them, like, you know, they're probably seeing that we're looking over. Um, I'll buy a beer. Just a nail. Um, what do you have to open? What do I have to open? What keg do you need to open? Oh, you're talking about the bartender? Yes. What keg do I need to open? What are you out of that you have to get a new one of? Oh, the, the, the gin bottle? Oh. It's already open. What do you mean? It's already drank out of. Sebastian's being thorough. What do you mean? Oh, he oh, something a, new. I want an untapped oh, drink. Oh, okay, okay, I see. Yeah, so yeah. you want you want something fresh. Mm-hmm. I literally put five gold on the counter. Like the beer is yeah. what half a gold. Yeah, it's it's if you uh, the bartender says, uh, well, I was gonna put this uh, black bar uh, out a little later once the the evening rush started, but uh, he puts six gold on there. I think uh, I can get that now for you. Appreciate that. I'll be right back. Alright, well, I'm going to trust you, but if there's any other threat on my life, I'm out. That's fair. I'm out. If, That's if fair. things are getting too hot, Hugo doesn't do combat, alright? He's not so good at it. I'm, I'm great with making things easier for everybody, but... I saw you punch him. That's true. That's true. But I was angry. I was saying, oh, oh, you mean you... Oh, yeah, alright. No, it was one of my finer moments. You, you it was my <laughs> I was proud of you. That, that was, was the important thing. For the fifth fucking time. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm like rubbing my knuckles. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I the doorway a couple times. <laughs> Just shaking off the rust. Thanks for stepping in. That would have been bad. It's fine. Um, Alright. So we'll do this your way. Um, hopefully they don't find too much about me uh, in the past. 
But, Hopefully, uh, the guy knew nothing. That's true. Because he seemed like a complete amateur <laughs> who just had a hit list. Tried to make a name for himself. So hopefully he didn't know shit. I mean, I've never been almost assassinated before, but I feel like that that was really lame. At least they could have sent somebody. I know. They could have sent somebody with a little more experience. That's insulting. I think think it may have been the first time he held a knife. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) That's just rude, man. I know. They take all this time to follow me. Anyways. While this conversation is going on, uh, Fast and Beer and Illusion, uh, while they're at the table, um, once they leave, Fast and Beer says, uh, kind of looks to you and, and with a bit of a serious look and says, do you understand why you have to protect yourself and why we go to such great lengths? Um, you guys tell me it's because my dad is back on that. Yes, that is, that's the, that's the, the nutshell version. The TLDR. People can do bad things if they get a hold of me. Yes. You, your birthright is something that once you grow into it, you will possess an immense amount of power. So that is why we're out here now, so you can learn and grow and learn the skills and and develop your own sense of, of right and wrong to utilize these powers wisely. What, uh... What you experienced earlier earlier was is something that's if you end up staying out in the world and, and traveling, you will probably experience again. You will probably have to hurt these people. You will not be able to save everybody. You will lose friends. Above all else, you have to save yourself because there there's just too much good to be done and too much evil that can be done. Illusion kind of looks sad, but this wave of Sorrow washes over his face. I know this is a burden. You did not ask for it, and you do not want it, maybe, but this is who you are, and you should embrace it, because I embrace it. You're a wonderful person, Lizzie, but you're not like everybody else. I know. I have these wings. So he kind of looks at you and says, so if, if things come to it, you have to decide whether or not to leave or stay to keep yourself safe or somebody else safe. You have to keep yourself safe. That would go against what my dad stands for and what we stand for. Well, there are different levels of good. So, what happens if there, t- if you have a forest and the trees keep growing? There are too many trees and the trees die. So sometimes you have to burn some of the forest away so that the rest can survive. Do s- small amount of not good to do a large amount of good. And part of Part of why we're here is to expand your worldview so that you can understand the weight of your actions. Because you will you will come to points where you have decisions to make. These decisions might affect millions of people. I look a little stressed out. Yeah. He just gives you a smile and says, But that's not today. At least not yet. Right now, you need to get something to eat. Yeah. Well, today's been a day of new experiences, so I would suggest either try something, get something familiar, or try something you'd never get. I, I think I'm going to try something new. I think that's good. And there's like, they have a wyvern steaks. I'll try the wyvern steaks. No, just Drake steaks. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's just it's better branding. Yes. It just, at that point, is that really cannibalist? <laughs> oh. Yeah, Illusion's dad is a dragon. 
<laughs> Greek's a different kind of beer. You know, something you would normally get. <laughs> It's like a hot dog. It's just better if you don't know. Oh. <laughs> I've already said too much. That's not what a Drake is. Don't worry about it. It's good. Actually, Drake is quite good. You can kind of see gamey, but... like, the wheels turning in his head. Just very slowly. Oh, hostess. Uh, two Drake steaks, please. So you guys get you get your food. Um, I don't know if there's any, any more conversation you want me to have. I just take my stone back. Oh, yeah. Okay. I put it on the bar and slide it over here. Do they have anything small appetizery? And I know that's an obnoxious question. Uh, tapas. God, I love tapas. They have, they have, so they much. Hummus. Sure. Like vegetables. Yep, that's perfect. Vegetables and hummus. Yep. I'll take some boar bacon wrapped jalapeno poppers. That, yeah. <laughs> Damn, that it's basically, like, basically like a TGI Fridays uh, kind of vibe. I, I ordered that instead. <laughs> Like what? I want what he's having. Yes, and I scribbles it out on a pad. This place is delicious. I've had these before. <laughs> I've been here three fucking days. <laughs> Spent a lot of stuff. I've been in and out of town many times. Um, at that point, we walk back. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll I, grab our food. I do cheers them. with you. I I give a to sad John. Sad John. I take another squid. Uh, squid. Yeah, take a squid. I take another swig and Wait, I uh, put a cap on the bottle. Oh no, we said that back at the bar. No, no. We because I don't want to trigger illusion. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see a sad illusion. I don't. Okay, so you guys are sitting there. You're waiting for your food. Um, it takes a little bit. It's, uh, it's starting to get kind of busy in here. Uh, eat the food. Food is not great. Oh. It's not as good. The It's a little overcooked. Um, and you, you're pretty sure, like, there's a huge party like a table of just like it looks like a family reunion or some shit. Oh, fuckers. You no, know, it's just it's just fucking up the kitchen. Uh, who knows how long your sit- food was sitting in under the heat lamp for before you got it. Must have got a new chef or something. This is Sebastian shoots you a dirty look while we're eating. This is normally not this bad. Like you can tell, like whoever did it, it was like it wasn't their best work. There's room for improvement. I pull they, they can do better. I pull out the bottle again. <laughs> Try and wash out seasoning. The... <laughs> <laughs> Try and wash the burnt taste of boar bacon out of my mouth. After we, or as we're finishing up, Sebastian looks over to passenger. So the tavernona. I think that's our next stop. I uh, I have his address. The uh, guy's address from the from one of the guards at the, at the crime scene. Uh, so you guys finish your meal. You get up to leave. Then you head outside. As you do. What's the name of the tavern again? The one you're in? Uh-huh. Dinies. Sounds good. Okay. You guys are heading out of the tavern. Uh, as you pass a booth that has has two people in it, a man and a woman, you don't really pay them much mind. They do just kind of stand out because the other than you, like, it's other, it's just all mostly families. Um, so they kind of stand out a little bit. But you pass their booth, and after you get a little bit of ways, Fast and Beer kind of perks up, and 
jumps up to the ceiling, and you hear a rumble. And the earth starts to rattle and churn and erupts under your feet. Wood splinters. Uh, tables go and dishes and everything go flying. People scream. Uh, yes, and the earth just starts churning uh, and erupting and bursting forth. Uh, I need everybody to make a saving throw. This is going to be a dexterity saving throw. Oh no! That's why. The fuck are <laughs> Your dice are amazing, dude. Uh, yes, but you don't actually have a fly speed. Um, <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh no! What was it? A five. Yikes. At third so level, six. I gain a 30-foot fly speed. Azamar gained fly speed? Yeah, yeah but it, isn't it an action to make your wings activate? It doesn't specify. Yeah. It's... I didn't know Azamar could actually do mm-hmm. Yeah, they get fly speed. It's I, the, I it's the action to make the wings come out, the ethereal ones, and make that explosion. Do they actually fly, though, or is yeah. it mm-hmm. is, is it hover? Yeah, no, they got real wings. Interesting. But I think it only lasts for 60 seconds, if I remember right. Just a 30 foot fly speed. Um, Either way, um, you, this is de- you definitely don't have enough time to activate anything. Or, or... We haven't really been playing by those rules. No, you can play a little fast and loose. But I haven't abused it. Um, no, no, that's fine. Uh, it's been a good story only, actually. Um, so, you got what did you get on your deck to save? You got a five, you got a nat one. I got a six altogether. Got a fifteen. So the most of the families in within twenty feet, which is pretty much everybody in the room, yep. pretty much get crushed. Yep. And okay. you two failed your saving throw? Oh shit. You take twenty-five points of damage. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, how you are they in like chandeliers or lamps or do I jump on the bar? Jump off a table. I was I was say what happens is like part of the earth, like a huge chunk erupts underneath you and actually just throws you up into the air, and you just Fastenbier jumps, Lily just jumps up, holds on, just holds onto a beam, and you get. Propelled up, and he just grabbed onto you and holding you there. He's holding me. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. You are a strong little man. Oh, like, <laughs> he grabs you. He practically crushes your wrist when he grabs you. Oh, oh, oh. Like, so it's more pain. <laughs> uh, it's it's definitely uncomfortable, but like there is a strength there you did not expect from this this elderly halfling man. There's a reason why he's on illusion duty. <laughs> yes. So he's grabbing you. Uh, I guess let's uh, go ahead and roll for initiative. Joke's on us. It was Zippy in the bar. It was Zippy the whole time. A seven. Moving up in the world. We tied. (laughs) Yikes. What's our proficiency? Two. It's our 15. That goes for initiative. Your jack of all trades goes for initiative because yes. it's a skill roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. found that out today. Uh, which one of you two is going first? Okay. I always forget that you have a sticker on the inside of your book. Yeah. That is how I know it. Okay. Alright, so, so after a few moments, the... Oof. Okay, so the, uh, the ground around the foundation of the building also erupted and 
So part of the wall is basically just splintered out, and the building is starting to collapse. Good. Uh, still being held by Bastenbeer, he kind of like jumps off the beam, like just throws you midair over his shoulder, um, jumps down, sets you down, and then jumps over and actually is like holding the, the fucking building up at this point. He kind of positioned himself as sort of like going like doing one of these things. And so he's just holding it just so. He's supermaning this shit? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. And he is literally like zip, 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 darting around. And that's what he's going to do for his turn. Now, the the two that were there, one is a woman in uh, blue robes. She's an elven woman. And she has silver hair. And that's my shtick. A f- <laughs> A, uh, a fiendish smile and a similar look in her eye. And then there is a man with her who he is in sort of like a simple traveler's cloak, which when he stands up, he removes. And he is in, uh, what is it called? Uh, just uh, rough leather armor. It's medium armor. And he's he, has, he pulls out two battle axes. Or... War axes. So the sorceress goes first. She is going to cast haste on the gentleman. And then she is going to uh, disappear. Hugo. Uh, it is your turn now. You so to set the scene, you were exiting this uh, diner. The basically whole ground has churned and is now sort of rough terrain. Parts of it are rougher than others, uh, but it's completely torn up. There's debris and detritus and just, like, broken furniture and splintered wood everywhere. Um, There are bodies. There are people screaming and running around trying to help their loved ones out from under the rubble and just trying to escape the area. And then you have the cause of it, which was this, this man, this woman. The woman is obviously a caster of some kind. The man seems to be... Some sort of martial, uh, seems to be a warrior of some kind. And they seem to be engaging in combat. In mortal combat. Okay. Um, so she's disappeared. Actually, give me a uh, roll a d20 for me. And add your intelligence modifier. This is an ability. Actually, I'm going to say add your charisma. Is this ability check? Uh, yeah, kind of. So, 21. Okay, so, this, uh, you actually, once you're now in front of them, you kind of realize who this is. This is, uh, uh, Romana and Wanzo. They are a pair of assassins slash, uh, extortionists. Basically, they're, they're heavy hands. And... They're no joke. Uh, they are known to get results at any cost. I don't care about the damage. They don't care what they have to do or who they have to hurt, bribe, kill to get the job done. They are operators. They are efficient. They are ruthless. And you are their target. You and uh, Sebastian are their target. Okay. Did he? Did the man? So the woman's invisible, right? 
You, yeah, you're pretty sure she's just invisible. Okay. Um, so, uh, the man, did he take his traveler's cloak off? Yeah, he, he shed it. What is he wearing on, is he wearing anything on his head? Is he wearing, what, is he wearing, like, boots with, like, laces, or? Uh, his boots have straps on them. Okay. They're, they're part of the armor. Um, they're, they're heavy leather straps. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't have anything on his head anymore. He did have his hood up. Mm-hmm. That's off now. It's just, he's just got a shaved head. Okay. But he's still wearing the cloak with the hood. No, he, he took the whole Oh, cloak. took the whole thing off. Okay. So the straps on the armor, his armor that he's wearing, does it need to be fastened or tightened, pulled with, like, drawstrings, the straps? If they were to be loosened, would if that cause any hindrance? If certain straps were loosened enough, it would be an inconvenience. You could not have the armor fall away, per se, but you could definitely make it uh if it's loose it's not snug on the body it's hard to move in and yes. it's cumbersome okay so you could try to do that you 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 have a little bit of knowledge but it would be a little bit harder for you not knowing as much about that but okay. you're a jack of all trades so. yes uh so i cast unseen servant okay um and with my mind i tell the servant to or do i have to speak do i have to speak to the servant no, i'm pretty sure okay. it's telepathic um, so in in my mind, I tell the servant to um, relieve him of his cumbersome armor. Okay, that is a very cool use of unseen that's servant. A very good, <laughs> that's a very cool that's use very that's very creative use of unseen servant. Um, um, and then as a bonus action, uh, cantrips are a bonus action. Most of them, right? Most most there's only like two bonus actions. All right, cantrips. hold on. Uh, give me one there's... second. Double check something. Going to take a lot of mending to fix this place. It is, yes. <laughs> so, just out of curiosity, how many how many bodies are there? Does it seem to look like while while I'm wasting time here? <laughs> uh, more than a dozen, less than twenty. That's, that's actually a lot lower than I expected. That's what you see. Mm. That's what you see. That's like that's like the definitely dead and crushed. But it, it, they weren't at peak hours. Four o'clock on a Tuesday. Oh, okay. And then I use uh, Bardic Inspiration. Who would you like to inspire? Um. So, all right. So I look at Sebastian, and so who is this guy? Is this Wanzo that I'm looking at? Yeah. It's like Sebastian. This guy Wanzo, a wet cat is tougher than him. Um, and I use uh, my bardic inspiration to to give you. It's a d6, I think. So I give you the confidence, basically, of I with those it. stirring words that this guy. So I give you encouraging words as I'm just staring at this guy. Is that your turn? That's my turn. Okay, okay. he's next. He turns directly towards you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you guys just passed him. So. Can I borrow one of your dice? Yeah. I'm listening to you. I'm, I'm trying to set the scene in my head. Uh, he's going to run over. You guys are kind of all clustered there um, around each other, sort of the epicenter of inspiration. Blast. Thank you. Where are we going to put it? Not really blast, but whatever you want to call it. Uh, and he's going to come over to you. He's going to... So did my unseen servant do anything immediately? Oh, or oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. I will read it real I quick. I guess give me... Uh, what a creative use. Oh, man, I 
So he just the servant springs into existence in an occupied unoccupied space. It has an AC of ten, one hit point, strength of two. It can't attack, um, so it drops to zero. Uh, on on each of a, of your turns as a bonus action, you can mentally command the servant to move up to fifteen feet. Um, so, uh, okay. to perform uh, simple tasks, um, it can't move more than sixty feet away from me. So once I give the command, the servant performs the task to its best of abilities until it completes the task, then waits for my next command. Yes. Okay, so roll a d20. Oh my god, your <sighs> dice are amazing. Nat 20. Oh, shit. I love being wrong. Because um, I said you weren't going to roll very well. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Even though it's your servant, you can't see it. Mm-hmm. You kind of just know where it is. It's sort of just like a feeling, yeah, yeah. a bond you share. But you see, you did kind of notice the, the, uh, some of the strapping on the shoulder was being jostled. Uh-huh. And in a few seconds, um, it starts to come loose. And as uh, Wanzo's striding forward, it catches on like a splintered wooden beam that's hanging out because it's a little farther out than he was expected and actually snags him and he is stuck. He is stuck on that. Uh, he's So he's going to try and just rip it free. Um, just rip whatever is stuck. Something's going something's gonna to get <laughs> is his goal. Um, so yeah, so he, he actually spends, he spends his action... Just ripping his uh, armor free of the, uh, the the wooden beam. The wooden beam actually just the top of it just snaps the splinters and he gets free. So he's just going to use action to, to just get up to you. All right, uh, illusion. So illusion looks and just sees all this death around him caused yeah. by these two people. Yes. Give me a. Is your spell casting ability charisma? Yeah. Give me a charisma saving throw. Which I think you'll have. Do you have your aura protection? Nope. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that would oh, be shit. an eight. Okay. I rolled a four. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was un- it's unfortunate, but Fast and Beer's lesson became all too real, all too quick. And just this amount of carnage and destruction is unprecedented in Illusion's life. You, your mind starts to cloud a little bit and you start to fill up with rage. And you're, you all almost feel like an energy and then you hear a crack of lightning or thunder, um, which persists. And the, the, the sunny day is starting to get overcast. There's also a, a small amount of steam coming from Illusion now. From uh, from the seams of her armor and the gaps. What's that? Illusion's a man. <laughs> Don't you assume your own character. <laughs> Damn, I've been so good about that too last session. Um, and his, uh, so he's, he's, he's steaming. Yeah, so 
feel a certain way. What do you What do you do? So, how close is the guy? The guy is about ten feet in front of you, directly next to Hugo. I have my shield out, my axe out. I just, I'm furious. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. just all this death. Like the little kids. I'm thinking about the, the kids. little kids I yeah. got crushed. Yeah. And I just swing my axe at him. Alright, roll uh, roll a d20, roll at advantage. Like, I'm bringing down the wrath. Damn. These are terrible rolls. Um, so that would be... 15. 15? It's not quite enough to hit. I mean, you're a you are swinging in blind anger. You bring your axe down on the ground, and it erupts where you hit. I mean, earth and wood go flying in every direction. Um, and actually, uh, everybody else make a dexterity save. As there's a shockwave that erupts from the... From the from the blow, but I'm not over there. <laughs> Aren't you within like ten feet? How far was I thrown because of the earthquake? Well, you don't get flung. I was the only one that got flung. Oh, that's right. That was yeah, the other yeah, flavor. Word, yeah. That's cocked. Oh, there you go. That was weird. I didn't... <gasps> oh, you said deck save. Yes, fourteen. Fastenmere gonna get hurt. Fastenmere ain't got no problem with back saves. Don't you worry about Fastenmere. I only got an eight. Okay, so what did you get? Fourteen. Um, you're okay because a you're in heavy armor, and b you you rolled uh, decently. Everybody else gets sent back uh, ten to fifteen feet. Um, in addition to uh, Wanzo being sent back and you, you hear a feminine oof! <laughs> <laughs> and Romana is now visible as she hits some of the debris. She was not far away. And so she she is now visible in the area. Is she prone by any chance because of that? Yeah, are we all prone? Uh, what did you roll? Uh, an eight. Eight? Yes, you're prone, uh, as well as Romana and Wanzo. One rolled Kay. a seven, one rolled a one. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, that was, that was my oof moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my oof moment. Real quick, did Wanzo and I fly into the same direction, or? <laughs> not quite. You kind of, it's the same general direction. He's still not far from you. Five degree, kind of. More like 20 degree. Oh, okay. Like, All right, cool, cool, cool. Same general direction. He's cool. still within five feet of you. All right. But you don't have to be standing to cast spells. Well, I'm not worried about that. I'm just for, for referencing. Um, Don't worry, I just need to hit the ground again. Uh, that was your action. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to move closer to him. I'm just like, you could see, Illusion is just very visibly pissed and oh, yeah. saying something in Celestial. Like, mm. his eyes are glowing, steaming, and he's speaking loudly, almost shouting in Celestial. Sebastian. You do. Okay, this is kind of how I pictured after the earthquake. Okay, is because I took a monster amount of damage. Mm-hmm. 
So he kind of like stands up mm-hmm. with like parts of the house falling off of him. Yep. He's like, you can see blood coming through the armor. He's he's fucked up. Yeah. He takes his free left hand. Uh-huh. Bonus action. Uh, what is it? Healing word. Second level. So 2d4s. Four plus... Four. Six. <laughs> Doubled my health. <laughs> Sebastian just kind of starts like... Takes his longsword out very slowly. Mm-hmm. He just she's the the caster's prone, correct? Yeah, not he far just from you. slowly walks up to her. There's a look of horror and he is, red in her face. He's just mumbling under his breath. Uh-huh. Not as not as like arcanely uh oh, right? As illusion is, but he's just kind of like slowly dropping like, elven curses. My shepherd, yeah, he's basically he's giving a quick no prayer to Ares. <laughs> he's like, let my bl- blow strike true. Yeah. And he walks up, and he just... You're just looking at her through your eyebrows. Yes. And he just goes for the stab. Okay. She's prone, so you get advantage. I am going to take my advantage. And you have... Uh, I know. If you need it. I cannot imagine she beats a 18. No, yeah. I mean, you, that's that's a pretty good hit. I will also activate Divine Smite. Yep. Okay, it is 11 from the slash. Okay. And 11 Divine Smite. 22 damage? Yes. Yeah, you, you bring your sword down she goes she just instinctually like holds her hand up to block it your sword hits there's like this this uh energy that kind of shimmers across her body mage armor you've seen it before um so the sword only cuts part way into her hand before it's it's pushed aside and you actually you basically gash her arm to where it's like kind of barely hanging on like you you cut through the bone uh and you just slash her across the chest, and she's quite bloody. She's still alive, though. That's, that's good, because I want to hit her again next turn. <laughs> Didn't want the fun to be over too soon. Yeah. All right, anything else? He's going to call a shot. Just, like, after, after the sword slash, he just looks in her eyes. He goes, you are not leaving this rubble. She looks frantic. Um... Fast and beer still holding the, the holding the roof up. Um, there it shifts a little bit. He has to kind of like refinagle and like he kind of has to go a couple different places and like push this side up and then push this side up. Uh, but he finds finds a happy balance again a few moments later. But he seems to be losing uh, losing control. Like it's just the building is falling apart. Uh, Ramada. In response to you, looks in, you eye, looks in your eyes and gives a uh, that fiendish smile, but this time also full of pain, and says, "If I'm going, I'm taking you with me." And rips just rips what's left of her hand off, just at the the skin, just rips it off. Uh, throws her, not throws her, but like uh, slams her stub down, makes a circle, utters an incantation, and then there's a flash of light, a wave of heat, and a 
and you see the next thing you, you feel is this this smell. Uh, Great. You see a large boar-like creature with tusks all over its face and wings. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, it would mean a lot to us if you would consider sharing it with your friends and on social media. It would help us out a lot. We hope you have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next time. If you want to follow us, we are over on Twitter at EpicJamsATTS.